It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. What is up, Field Street Forum Radio is on the air. We are back, baby. Took a little brief respite last week. We are back live and in charge here Wednesday. Time for Field Street Forum Radio where we talk Georgia football, Georgia sports, Georgia recruiting, and pop-up ads. Um, <laughs> but anyway, lot, I don't know. There's been a lot of news, but not necessarily a whole lot of recruiting news lately. So let's get into it. Jason Harry Dog is joining us. Well, I mean, we talked about Trey Blunt. That was the last commit. You know, that was, I mean, I'm talking about commitment. I mean, that's what people... They, that's what they like to hear about whenever they uh, talk recruiting, man. Come on. <laughs> I, have, I have one that nobody knows yet. Oh, really? Yeah. And you're going to share I just got the coolest direct message on Twitter that we've probably gotten since we started the site. Yeah. So earlier this week, I can't remember if it was, what's today, Wednesday? Yeah. Either Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday. I can't remember what day. Anyway, within the last three days, for those of you that don't look at the front page, you jerks, <laughs> we did an article on someone that had contacted us, and it was Mr. Solomon Hunter. Okay. He is a Juco linebacker in Texas. And he had signed with Louisiana Tech out of high school, had to come back to Texas because his mom had a stroke. Mm. And he's at Juco in Texas at Cisco College. And he contacted us and asked if, you know, we just kind of put his name out there. So we did an article on him, put his name out there, sent his little information and huddle film to our guy that we know at UGA. And he Mm -hmm. sent the coolest direct message about 10, 15, about 30 minutes ago, actually saying that somebody from UGA had already contacted him. Oh, sweet. That's pretty awesome. He's very, very happy. Very, very good kid. That's great. Maybe we can bring him on the show sometime. Yeah, go check Hunter Sill out, man. He had uh, Coach Miller, who's a defensive quality control assistant, actually contacted him today. That's cool. That's pretty awesome. It makes it worth doing everything you do, man. Yeah, I know, right? They uh that makes sorry about that. That is of course that you talk about the front page, that is of course on fieldstreetforum.com, dot com. Where we have what do you usually average about five to ten between five and ten articles every day? Something like that? Yeah, I wish somebody would just read them. I mean, you know, nobody goes there. All the jerks that get on the 
CCC for own oh, they don't look at that bull crap. <laughs> yeah, we tried it. We just we kid because we care, man. Come on, you know. You know everybody oh. reads. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, we got another uh, big time recruit right here. Let's see who we have. This Calvin from Camden. Happy birthday, dude. Hey, thank you, man. Yeah, I wanted to give you a live birthday instead of <laughs> doing a tweet. Doing what is the dream? Is the dream birthday? Yeah, yeah I know it was. A, it was a while back, but I I thought it was the the real Trey, and then I had to make sure it was the real Dre. Uh, yeah, <laughs> my son's birthday is March fifth. So. <laughs> well, just just for that, Calvin has to lead us in the happy birthday song. Wow. Oh, so. Our ratings will uh, drop. We all uh, no saying. <laughs> I may I could wrap it later on. We'll wrap it at the end of the day. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, what's been going on? We had the some, an issue last week that came up last minute and had to push back the show, but we're all. Back good to go now. So, so what's the what's the latest, guys? What y'all wanna? What's been grabbing everybody's attention this week? Satellite camps? Is that Kirby said he had a plan now? <laughs> yeah, you got a lot of you got a lot of camp stuff coming up. We're actually uh, if you uh, if we got some guys that are interested in the camps like that, we're actually starting to uh, partner some with. Uh, Playbookathlete.com. Y'all go check them out. And uh, we're starting to do a little bit of stuff with them. And then uh, they actually uh, do some stuff. We're going to try to help cover the sound mind, sound body camps. Cool. Cool deal. Well, that'll be, yeah, that'll be fun. You know, you, uh, at the one in Atlanta, they're expecting about 400 kids and about 400 coaches. Oh, wow. So it's supposed to be, supposed to be big time. Les Miles was a keynote speaker and James Franklin speaking, I think, and uh, Dan Mullen will be there, and then a ton of other college coaching staff. Nice. Yeah, I think we'll check cool. out check out our boys like a playbook athlete, maybe. Yeah, I brought it up on our, on the other show I do on Sunday mornings. Um, we had the athletic director for Glen County on, and I asked him about if that would be a possibility. Would that be an overturn to Glen County? Would want to try to get into satellite camps or somehow bring some people down here, partner up with Georgia Southern or anybody would come down and do it. we got a lot of really good facilities to work with. So be be an opportunity there, I would think. He'd be, yeah, what, he'd be what stupid did, to not do it. Yeah, yeah, what did he say? What did he say? Oh, it was, it, so it's definitely a, uh, something to look into kind of thing, you know, those, that kind of deal. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of wild how it, how it came up. Uh, so well, not how it came up, but like you know, you got you got the the two you got the MVP guys, Rusty and Chad. They're doing a camp, and they they able to have coaches there. And so that right. you know, and that was like when I saw him when they put that out and had all you know Georgia Tech. I'm like, like man, what's you know how is that? That has never that has never been a possibility. So, you know, I gave him a call and I, you know, and he told me, you know, they just contacted the 
compliance or contact the coaches. They contacted compliance. They said it was cool. So now, you know, my wheels went to turn, and I'm like, well, if that's the case, you know, and I and I sat down and talked to two college coaches that came through because I went to Glen. I went to Glen Academy practice last week and uh, mm-hmm. got with got with two recruits, and we sat down and had some dinner. And I was asking them about it, and they were like, they really don't know. They really don't understand how this thing going right now. You know. Yeah, it was so. I mean, you know, first they they ban them. You know, first they're available, then they ban them, and then they reopen it up again, and then everybody jumps on because. You know, if you're not doing it, you're falling behind. So, yeah, but they're the they're the only two guys that I know that's in, that's actually in the media. You know what I'm saying? That's able to have. I, I don't. I I've been looking all over on the internet for this stuff to try to find out. You know what's the deal with this thing? Because you got some nonprofit stuff like uh, sound, uh, sound body, sound mind stuff that that's been going on for years. But for them two guys. To do that, that's amazing. You know what I'm saying? For them to get, for them to get that approval, whatever, that's amazing. So what that does now is the relationships that I've built with recruiters throughout the years. Now I'm like, look, dude, we don't throw one of these. We we're gonna do, we're gonna do one of these and invite those guys so they can so they can go anywhere from from here. Uh, from Jacksonville to Savannah, you know, as far as inviting the guys and having a central place where all the guys from those places that they want to see, instead of having to travel to wherever they are, they can come here. Yeah. You, you see yeah. what I'm saying? And we can do the camp with, you know, a 300-mile, probably a 150-mile a, a radius. And even right. bringing some of the southwest Georgia guys Right here, you know what I'm saying? If if I have ten colleges that I can call and say, "Look, hey, such and such and such and such," boom, and they say, "Well, we can be there that day, or we can send somebody." It don't have to be a coach; it could be a quality control guy. Right. <laughs> it needs to be somebody that a record that that, that that they recommend and that can recognize talent and say, "Maybe I can offer, but can call and say, look, coach, uh, we found the guy." You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And so it's that's amazing, dude. So, it, to me, what it does, this is to me, and a lot of them won't see it this way. But if that continues to be the 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 trait, a lot of these Nike camps, that's obsolete to me. I wouldn't even for what? Why would we go to that? Why? Right. Why, why would I send my kids to that to predetermine stuff that I can get my kids looked at by college? coaches or college recruiters and you know and the 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 media may not know about them but these guys know it same same thing that happened with dj per se you know what i'm saying right. uh the media wasn't on him you know he got off from georgia they didn't really know who he was they but but georgia did and the, the coaches did and from that point on the other coaches jumped on and He's like the only guy, and, and and I was talking to my partner today about this. A lot of our guys, most of our guys that in this area, you know, it wasn't like a media frenzy first. It was like college coaches knew about them before the media did. But a lot of these kids in these other areas are media are media darlings first. You know what I'm saying? And right. they're hyped up by the media and. 
you know, because they're in these metropolitan, you know, areas or whatever. But we got guys that's actually football players first mm-hmm. and being recognized by legitimate college football coaches instead of the opposite. So it, it, it's kind of funny. And that's, and, and, you know, I've been talking to some people, and uh, DJ may not be invited to any of these All-American games. You know why? Because he's not doing he's not doing their camps. Mm-hmm. And so these guys, they won't say it. They won't come out and say it. But, well, we got a lot of talented guys. Yeah, there's a lot of talented guys all over the place. But you mean to tell me there's a lot of talented guys that got better film and is playing at a higher level than this guy here? And when you're talking about, he may not be playing 7A, but he's playing 6A football. He went to the state championship, turned the team around. You know, you you saw the impact that he had on his team. And so it's 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 just funny how these dudes uh they they, they make up stuff to to uh to not give a kid the prop that he should have. Yeah. Well the camps I mean that 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 was the thing that stuck out to me though about the satellite camps was that Kirby said, Well, we got a plan to deal with the with the satellite camps if uh <laughs> if they if they're implemented then they banned them. Then they brought them back. I guess yeah. the plan was to hit every one of them. <laughs> hey man, I mean, but, you, but 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 I guess if it's, I think like this: if it's in Georgia, it's in the highly recruited parts of the state. I can't allow somebody just to come in and be there, and we don't have somebody represented. That's kind of, you know, that's that's what you call in controlling your borders. You know what I'm saying? That's Which right. You can't you can't keep them out because they they allow anybody to come in now. But if they gonna come in, we gonna you know we gonna be there to say, right. look, you're not just coming in and just stealing. We want to see them and we gonna give them an opportunity too, you know, to pick us or pick you guys. But we are right. here, you know. Now yeah, I like yeah. what Clemson. I like what Clemson is doing. I don't think Clemson is doing any. They said Dabo told them say, look, we're not doing it. We're we gonna have our camps at school. The kids who wanna come, you come, you see us and other than that, we ain't worrying about it. Which I think is a good approach because like I said, I talked to I talked to a couple of coaches and this is what they were telling me. It's like, man, this sound like yeah, this sound like camp stuff, this it's good. They say, But you know what? It really ain't no good. I said, Why you say that, coach? He said, uh, if you can't get them on your campus you can't sign them anyway. You say, you know, you might have a few that you offer and they may not ever come to the campus and they may commit because it's a bigger offer than what they had. You say, but if you can't get them on campus, you're not going to sign them anyway. So that that was the biggest pull for them having summer camps in the first place is to get the kid on campus, see how the coaching style goes, and then be able to stay and see the campus. Yeah, but I, I think though, you know how sensitive some of these kids are, man. I mean, you know, you don't offer them for a while and that kind of thing, and you know that that's kind of been the thing for a while. And then now, no, 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 no. If no, it becomes no. the norm, but hold on, if, if it becomes the norm though that everybody's going to satellite camps, that's gonna what they're gonna have to change their 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 approach. I think Clemson wise. Right, but not, not not as far as the offers. They're not saying you have to come to us to get offers. They're talking about we need to get you here on mm-hmm. campus to seal the deal. That's what each one of these coaches was telling me. 
Like, look, if yeah. we can't get them to come, if they can't show up to our account, we probably ain't going to get these guys. Yeah, and that's uh, what, that's it. Yeah, that's their biggest push is to try to get them on campus where they can have them there and they can show them everything they got. Right, but I'm saying them not going to camp, just saying, oh, we're not going to go to these, just come see us. Some kids aren't going aren't gonna, to, I don't know, they're, they're not going to, they're not going to appreciate that kind of thing, I think. If they see but, but I eight, think other it'll coaches, work. eight other schools there in Clemson, say they got 10 schools on their list and Clemson didn't come to see where they, they knew they were going to be there. But I think it'll work for them this year. And what I mean by that is it'll work for them this year because think about it. Think about the, the, the 2017 class. You're probably not offering everybody you're going to offer. And, you know, it, it, you might find one or two new guys, but Clemson, Clemson was the runner-up. You know, they got some stuff going from this year. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because So it's more like they can they can pick who they want. It's not necessarily that they're going to have to, you know, take anybody. They're going to be able to pick some people. It's just, it's just the way it is. When you're hot, you're hot. So they'll be right. able to pick some people. Yeah. But in years to come, yeah, I, they probably will. But but I think they're gonna have to they have to put some rules on this thing. They I th- I think they just do this thing out here without putting anything on it, man. It's, yeah, I, I think it's gonna well, get crazy. crazy. And Jason, I mean, it's not just satellite camps. I guess they're talking about unlimited texting communication. Huh? I guess is another thing that's come up with the NCAA now. Now that now they've allowed unlimited texting for football too. Yeah, I guess it's always been for basketball, but now it's for football as well, right? Jason, uh, I guess it's uh, well. Anyway, that's what I I believe that to be that to be correct. Yeah, I think I think it is too. I think they got unlimited. I think that started off when that started, like in February or March, right after signing day. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, I don't know what. You know, like you said, they're going to have to put some restrictions on some things. I mean, because as always, whenever whenever you put in a new rule, there's always things that you don't take into account, you know. Man, Michigan is going to Australia, dude. What? Now that, to me, (laughs) you might find a player or whatever. That's just... No, but but what they're doing... That's just a complete... Waste of of school resources, in my opinion. No, no, you know what they're doing, right? They're gonna find a, they're gonna find a punter. They're gonna find one of them big old, one of them big old freaking uh, rugby players to kick the ball. And he's gonna yeah. be effective. He's gonna be effective, and he's gonna be able to take off and run the ball from time to time because he used to run around and get tackled without pads on. So they gonna they gonna find something. They may find uh, uh, Aborigine. You know what I'm saying? That <laughs> comes in and. <laughs> No, nah, you laughing. You know them. No, think about it. Uh, think about it. What's his name that played with uh, played with the Braves? Jones. What's his name? You remember uh, back back in the day, Andrew Jones. No, he was from Curacao. No, I thought I thought Andrew Jones was from uh, was from Australia. He was a I I thought now I'm probably wrong, yeah. but I'm just no, I'm just I think- saying. Yeah, I think it's in Curacao now. I know there's some Australians uh, 
Brad Wing at LSU. He was a hell of a punter. Right, he, too, yeah. He was a heck of a um, kicker. I mean, that guy, I don't know how he hasn't made it in the NFL. I don't know what's going on with him in the NFL, if he still is or not. But Yeah, but um, that's absolutely – that is absolutely crazy. They're going everywhere, man. That, that ain't right. See, you got to put some kind of you gotta put some kind of limits on something. There's no yeah, well, I was thinking, I, One thing I think they may do is, is say you can have, what, over the summer months, I guess, have six satellite camps that you're associated with kind of thing. I mean, I, I don't know if that would be a possibility or what, but. Hey, but check this out now. The 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 they having all these camps right within a twenty day period. It's a twenty day period. I think that's what uh, Coach Young told me. It's a twenty day period that you can get these camps in. And so, like, Michigan gonna have one in Tampa and one in Jacksonville at the same time, where they'll be at. They have representatives. So it's, uh, that's what I'm saying. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. They're gonna have more. They're gonna have more camps than they do have the days to have the camp from the twenty day period. They're gonna have more camps than the days. So I mean, that, that gives that that is absolutely nuts, man. Right. I mean, I I, I don't know. I I think that's an unfair. It's kind of unfair uh, of an advantage. I I believe I could be wrong. You know, I think it's an unfair advantage because. Uh, you know they come in. I don't think they should have. They should be able to have more than one in a in a state that's not the state that they're from. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. They shouldn't well, have. Hey, they, yeah. Go ahead, hey, Jason. Did you see? Uh, I think all the camps Georgia's associated with so far are in Georgia, aren't they? Oh, really? Yeah, What's up? <laughs> <laughs> aren't all the the camps that Georgia's doing right now? Aren't they all in the state of Georgia? Yeah, I think he uh, made a schedule from June second to June sixteenth, I believe, and they're just doing basically. I think it's eight camps so far in between those days. Mm-hmm. Are they going to Sanford? All of them, all of them, but in Georgia, and I think okay. the Sanford one, I think. Yeah, I think the Sanford one, too. Because I know I saw something about Texas as a possibility, but I haven't seen anything definite with, with that area, any, anything in that state. Yeah, and just like just like I was saying about that MVP camp, those guys are, those guys are getting uh, they, they're getting requests from Tennessee and, and, and other places and everything, and they're not – and they're not uh I mean, is it just a matter of if a coaching staff requests to come to it, they can, or is there some sort of a you know, you get a main one big school or two or three big schools and then a few of the other you know, in state schools in the surrounding area or I'm not sure how that works. I mean how I would why would I know Georgia and Michigan are working together and at one camp at least. That's in uh, where Peter Grove and uh, Notorious. Yeah. yeah. And then but the I mean, MVP camp. I think it's the MVP camp. Oh, Rusty does. They they didn't invite anybody but Georgia schools. Yeah, yeah. He uh, uh, they told me say they had a request from Tennessee and oh, and also Colorado State. 
Bobo, Bobo was mad with them because, but they said they wanted to keep it all Georgia. And the, and the reason he said, he said, man, because, you know, he don't want it to get out of control. He said they don't, he don't know how this thing going to be. You know what I'm saying? So he got to, he got to keep it in, in, in cahoots with uh, being able to control the whole thing. I think I think you're gonna see after this year a lot of it to calm down. Some people might see the Clemson way he's working better and just not do any, and some might yeah. stay within more within their state. And I imagine it'll probably be a lot less ones. Yeah, and, and you're gonna be able to plan it, and you're gonna be able to have some plans behind it. See, this year you, I mean, you overruled it. You know, when did they overrule it? Two weeks ago, a week ago, they overruled it, and now. It's like, well, we got to do something. You know, everybody got to do something because they just overruled it. They didn't give them, like, a year. So, like like you're saying, next year it's a whole planned out thing. And now I say, well, we got this many days. Are we overworking our coaches, first of all? Are we running them thin? Because not only do they run the satellite camp, they're going to have to have camps on their campus also. And so now – it's like, especially for Georgia, you got to think, especially for Georgia, these coaches have been working two different places, doing two different things, and they hadn't had, I don't think they had, had they have, hadn't had a day off since probably last year. You know what I'm saying? Last year, July, you know, July the 1st of last year. You got to think. They've been going ever since then, and they've been, you know, they, they've been having bowl games and everything else, and so, these guys are like on the road doing stuff, and now they got to do these camps also. That's kind of burnout, dude. Yeah. How? Um, I think the main thing you're gonna see is uh, I think you're gonna see a lot of the quality control guys and the intern guys and the all those guys doing a bunch of the different satellite camps. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I mean, there'll be a few there that'll actually end up at Power 5 schools and all, but a lot of it's going to be for, like, the Stanfords and the, you know, schools like that. So yeah, I bet you never had, like, I don't think you had, like, the main nine or whatever, nine or ten, however many it is, like, on-the-field coaches being out all those days doing the different camps. Right. They'll just be – and they may just evaluate, but – I. I hadn't heard of Rocker going anywhere. <laughs> he was in, uh, oh, I can't remember where he was at, but he's been out. No, 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 no. I ain't talking about recruiting. I'm talking about when these camps start, we're going to see if I, if we hear about him being out anywhere. Because, you know, I, I don't know. He's a different guy and dude. I'm glad he stayed, too. Yeah. Yeah, that that been. Another, another story there, but. Rocker kind of being in the news with Alabama being a potential replacement for the defensive line coach at Alabama after he got let go, Coach Davis. Um, but Alabama ended up going with kind of the one that originally came out, you know, when the news first broke. They went with uh, Dunbar, who was out of LSU earlier and then was in the NFL most recently. Jason, you know how serious things got or any – I mean, I don't think he got, like, super-duper serious. I'm sure they talked to him, but I don't see him going anywhere, at least until the son graduates. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I mean, basically same thing everybody else. Everybody knows about his son being a top baseball prospect and all that, and 
it probably goes straight to the uh, uh, MLB, to be honest. And so after that, I imagine you might see him go back to the pros. Right, Rockers just isn't the type to kiss these kids' asses like a lot of them <laughs> feel like they have to do. He ain't yeah. going to do that at all. I mean, he'll make you feel comfortable and all that, but he ain't going to tell you how great you are and all that and have to de-recruit you either. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, it's fine. That's fine for him. It works for him. I mean, you know, he, he basically goes in and like, hey, I'm Tracy Rucker. I was an All-American. I'm one of the best damn defensive line coaches in the college football. You need to come play for me. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little concerned. I just didn't think it would – I didn't get too worried about it because I felt like, you know, if he wanted to leave or, or he probably would have done it back when it all everything first went down, you know. Yeah, exactly. Hey, can y'all tell yeah. me anything about the the, the TC? I mean, the uh, the 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 Texas A&M situation. I have. I, I mean, I've been getting ins and out, and I don't even understand what's been going oh, on over there. Hey, save that. Let's see. I think we got a, our guest possibly calling in. Hold on. Field Street Forum Radio. Who do we have? Uh, this is Jake Roose. Jake, what's up, buddy? What's going on, gentlemen? How's it going? Jake Roos. Yeah, hey. I'm doing my, well. My, I'm favorite, doing well. I, my favorite interviewer. You won't find anyone better that interviews these kids, man. Oh, come <laughs> on. Now you're, you're making me blush over here. I wish you could see it. <laughs> oh, man. Roos man, gets along with those kids. They love them, dude. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that. You're one of the first ones on the old uh, Periscope and everything, I, I think, anyway. Staying on the cutting edge of... Uh, Social media, there, my friend. Uh, we're trying to. We're uh, we, we're doing some of that Facebook Live now. We're kind of kind of moving it a little bit over there, and uh, so uh, definitely, uh, you know, make sure you come check us out over on the Facebook page. There you go. There you go. Well, I guess one of the big stories, recruiting wise, for Georgia this weekend was uh, Trevor Lawrence saying he's going to make a trip over to Athens this weekend with his hopefully one of the other recruits or commits actually. Max Ray already making the trip over as well. What's what's the story there with with Lawrence and Georgia? Is there anything just just a regular visit? Or is there anything possibly I, even more? I, you know, I, I think it's I think it's going to be I think this could be an important visit for him. Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't think that um, I don't think he's going to pull the trigger or anything like that. But I, I do think right. getting down here and spending some time with Max and uh, having a chance to, you know, sit with coaches and, and spend a little bit of quality time with them. I, I mean, you, you can't hate it. And I'll tell you what, I, I had a chance to speak with Max the other day. I, I was up in Nashville and I went to go meet with him. And he said, man, that is the guy I'm after. He he said, uh, you know, he's he's recruiting several targets. He's Christian Tutt and Justin Mascall and uh, Jamari Sellier. But he said, you know, the guy I want is, is Trevor Lawrence. We're staying in contact and, me and my family, and, and him and his family, they're, we're going to make this trip together this weekend. So you got to love, uh, you got to love when your uh, your your future uh, your future tackle, hopefully left tackle, is uh, is out there recruiting a quarterback for you. Yeah, any you sort of you can't help but notice the uh, the coincidence with that and uh, Ben Cleveland and, and Ethan either. Yeah. Oh right. Yep. Still my thunder. Pretty similar situation there, I guess, huh? 
Yeah, it's, it seems like it. I mean, it seems like they're becoming uh, pretty fast friends. I think uh, Max and, and Trevor talk pretty regularly. And, you know, I asked him, uh, I, I said, how do you feel about Georgia's chances? And he seemed really optimistic about it. So uh, probably more optimistic than, than anybody I've heard uh, uh, talking about Trevor in a while in regards to Georgia. So, uh, you know, I was I was pretty surprised to hear that. But uh, like you said, uh, if they're able to kind of form that bond, uh, I, I think I think Georgia would be uh, – pretty spoiled to, to get that uh, two classes apart, a, a, premier, a premier tackle and a, a premier quarterback at the same same uh, class. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, how about the, I guess, the last commitment for Georgia and Trey Blunt? What kind of, what kind of player and, and receiver is Georgia getting in, in Trey Blunt? You know, I, I really like Trey. I think that Trey, uh, uh, the, the f- first thing I love about him is, is you just want to find a, a more well-mannered, more humble kid. Um, he's he's a joy to talk to. He, he's always super pleasant, comes from a great family. Uh, you know, his coach just raved about him as a person and a player when I, when I had a chance to talk with him. Um, but, you know, on the field, this, this is a kid who uh, – great hands is what I'll say. He, he's got a, a really nice hands, and, and I think – um, a, a level of polish, uh, and I think that's kind of what makes him the best receiver in the in the state this year. Um, is he's a lot more polished than some of these guys. Uh, you know, um, I think that uh, obviously I'm I'm a big Jeremiah Holloman fan, and, and I love uh, you know uh, I, I like Xavier Jenkins and his upside, uh, what he can develop into. But but I think Trey's got a lot of the skills right now that you want, and I, I think that he's a guy who's going to be able to get out there, provide some solid depth. I think he's a little faster than people give him credit for. And um, you know, just a, just a smart football player. He's a, he's a guy that you can definitely build around. Right. Uh, I know another kid that we talked to a little while back on on the podcast is uh oh man, the name escapes me. The kid from uh, Tennessee, the athlete, Jacoby. Uh, Jacoby. Yeah. Oh yeah. What, yes. What's the latest with him? It seems like he was. We asked him. It was kind of funny. We asked him like, well, who are some of the other you know recruits and stuff that you kind of hang out with and I mean he pretty much just named George's target and, and commit list that uh, <laughs> as the players that he likes to hang out with when he's on trips uh, yeah what's the latest going on that you're hearing with him well you know I, I met up with him down in Murfreesboro while I was up there in Nashville and uh um, uh, you know, Georgia leads the way for him. Uh, I think that uh, that they're in really good position. I, I talked to a guy who's on our Tennessee beat uh, up there, and he said, uh, you know, everything he's heard from, from up there is that uh, Stevens is Georgia's to lose. Um, and so I, I think that, uh, you know, uh, you've got to give a, a big shout-out and, and a lot of credit to uh, Richard LeCount and, and William Poole when, uh, you're, when you're talking about him because those two guys have worked his recruitment really hard. Um, you know, he told me, he said, uh, you know, I feel like when I if I cross that state border and I go play in Athens, I, it'll be like coming home because I'm so close with these guys already. So I think that uh, I think that bodes well. Obviously, uh, there's there's a, a some eyebrows raised now that uh, uh, LSU has brought Austin Jackson back, uh, who is a director of player personnel for them, a, a guy who worked with them and and had helped uh, uh, kind of land Jacoby in the first place. Uh, he's from Franklin, Tennessee, so he knows the family and that kind of thing. Uh, He's back with the Tigers, and, and I think that that's definitely going to move the needle for, for LSU and, and definitely give us things to think about. But I, I think right now Georgia is, is definitely in the catbird seat, and they're, they're going to uh, gonna be able to um, uh, really kind of ride this thing out. I, I think uh, given that he's sort of working in a bridge time frame, I think he said he wants to commit uh, kind of mid-July. 
that'll be that'll be a good chance for them to uh, to, to land a guy. And, and I'll tell you what, one thing I was really surprised about, he, he is a guy that I saw pictures of him, and uh, I, I wasn't just blown away with with his size. And then I met him in person, and he is piped. I mean, that kid is that kid is big. He is he is uh, he's got some big old veiny forearms, and I mean, he looks like a college safety. So. He's, he'd be a, he'd be a hell of a pickup. I, I don't I don't have any doubt in my mind about that. Right. Well, my thing yeah. is with the LSU guy is, I mean, I'm not saying he's not going to be you know something to worry about, but he was still on staff at LSU back when Jacoby decommitted. So I mean, right. Yeah, and and that's and that's sort of you know I think that that's something that that definitely will play in. And and I asked him, I said, you know. Well, why did you decommit in the first place? You know, what what was it that kind of had you uh, move away from that decision? Because you know, you you made it early, and then and then you backed off of it. Uh, obviously, early in your process too. He said, you know, he said it was just made with a lot of emotion. It was made with a lot of um, uh, uh, just he, he was just kind of going with his with his heart and following kind of a childhood dream. He said he, he said you know he grew up rooting for LSU. He got some family down in uh, down in Louisiana, so. I think that uh, that that opportunity was one that that he felt like at the time he couldn't pass up. But I think now that he stepped back and, and had a chance to uh, kind of reevaluate things and look at some other options, I I think he's you know uh, definitely a lot more open. And and like you said, uh, the fact that that he decommitted while Jackson was on staff, uh, I think points to uh, a, another good sign for Georgia. Mm-hmm. And one thing about Stevens is what a you mentioned it with Trey Blunt, but again, Stevens is a, is a just a great mannered kid, and and just I don't know, I was I was really really blown away with what what a good kid he seemed like he he was, man. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. And and I, we had so much fun when I was there at Oakland, uh, hanging out with him. He he was laughing and cutting up. Uh, you know, we were we were kind of joking all throughout the interview, and uh, um, we went outside and took a bunch of pictures of him and you know various gloves stuff like that. And he was just having a great time, man. He, he's a, he's a, he's a fun guy. I mean, he seems like somebody who, who really loves the, uh, loves the limelight, loves, uh, you know, kind of loves being in, uh, in it. And, and, and I, I think he's got some, some, some star potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, how about, uh, have you heard anything about the infamous group chat that's going on with the Georgia recruits and, the commits apparently. I guess I think was it one of the other guys on the podcast. Was it Brooks or Jason? Do you know about it? No, it was uh, it was Jacoby that was talking about it. Yeah, because one thing that called us was uh, when he called into the podcast, he had just got finished texting with McCole Harbin. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I didn't even know those two were talking. So. <laughs> I don't know, there's something going on with all of it, but you know, I mean, you have that every year, don't you? Yeah, a little bit, and and you know, I between the between the, I honestly that uh that that group text message, I got to tell you, man, if if, if of all the names that I've heard uh, are, are actually in that text, that's the that's the most highly decorated text thread in America. That is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there, I I hear new guys in that all the time. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things. It's like the silent commits we hear. You know, right. uh, five guys, seven guys, nine guys. You know, and and, and it's just it's hard to put uh, it's hard to quantify that stuff because you know we're we're not in those discussions, we're not in those those uh, 
kind of we're not in those channels of communication, so it, it's hard to tell on any of it. Uh, you know how much any of it actually means, but you know I think for some guys, uh, especially a guy like Jacoby, who's considering going away from home, uh, I, I do think it can pay dividends. You know, it gives him a sense of uh, a belonging. It gives him a chance to uh, get get with some of these guys, get to know them before. Uh, he might possibly play with them, and and it definitely ups his level of comfort. So I, I think that uh, it's it's um it's it's a smart thing that they're doing. Uh, that's for sure. I don't think there's any downside whatsoever to doing it. Right. Talking with Jake Roos from Rivals UGA Sports dot com. Uh, speaking of silent commits, we had a question on the board of how many silence have you heard, or how many silence do you think that Georgia has right now? Hmm. 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 Uh, yeah, I get this question a lot. <laughs> um, it's, uh, you know, I, I think that that number is probably, I, I, I'm going to say, uh, I, I'm, he- I'm hesitant on the whole silent commit thing in general, honestly. I think that until a kid comes out, says something officially, you know, you, you can take a silent commit for, uh, for what it's worth, which is not much in my eye, but, uh, it's, you know, I, I think that number, my guess is probably, I think the projections we've heard may be a little overblown. I'd say maybe you know four, maybe four guys, maybe four to five guys who who have done who who have told coaches you know that they plan on coming. Uh, it would not surprise me to, to hear that Jacoby's one of them. Uh, not at all. Um, you know, another guy that uh, I've heard a, a lot of buzz around lately uh, is uh, Aubrey Solomon out of Lee County. I, I know that he's a guy that a lot of people believe could uh, can also be a, a part of that list as well. So. Um, you know, the, there's, it, it, it's like I said, it's, it, those things are impossible to follow. And, and, and it's one of those things I'm sure that when signing day rolls around, you know, we'll, we'll talk to everybody about it, just like we did last year, Miko and his silent commit and all that. And actually, uh, you know, if, if Jacoby's going to talk to anybody about it being a silent commit, Miko would probably be the, uh, the authority. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Let's see. How about on the offensive line? That's kind of been a, a huge push for Georgia lately. Obviously, Max Ray is one of them. Um, that's no. that's what I was going to ask. It, will this be the best offensive line class to come through UGA that you can remember? I think so. I think it's certainly. I, it's there's no doubt. It's got the potential. Um, you know, and, and one kid that uh, they just sent an offer out to, and, and I actually just got off the phone with him before I called in to you guys, so I was a little bit late, was uh, uh, Obina Easy, uh, a kid out of uh, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, who just picked up an offer yesterday. Uh, kid six foot eight, uh, 280 pounds, and I was talking to him, and I said, you know, obviously with a name like Obina, and, uh, and he had a pretty thick accent, I said, you, you don't sound like you're from the Nashville area. Uh, he's, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's a Nigerian. And uh, had moved to the states about a year ago. Uh, just picked up football, and and uh, now we've already got him as a top two fifty player, a four star guy. Um, you know, like I said, I mean, huge body and, and about as raw as they come. Uh, you know, reminds me a little bit of uh, what we saw out of uh, Kidio Kiki Valentine. Um, God, whenever whenever that was, I can't, it's hard to even remember that kid <laughs> changed his classification like three times. Right. Um, but uh, you know that's that kid uh, to, to bring in a, a prospect like that. I think um, it really shows you know what Sam Pittman thinks that he can do, and the, the opportunity to, to to mold a kid like that. He he would be a great fit, I think, with him. 
Um, the, the guy I'm really high on uh, for this class, and, and I think uh, is, a, is an absolute must-get for Georgia, is Andrew Thomas at a pace. Um, you know, and I think, obviously, having Trey Blunt there is going to help tremendously with that. But I love Andrew's film. I, I love, uh, you know, his size. I think uh, he, he's a ready-built guy and, and um, you know, reminds me of, of kind of what we saw at, like, Chuma Doga, uh, EJ Price. You know, that's what I want to see Georgia kind of take the step forward with, and I think that's why it could be such a big class for them because they've got an opportunity, I think, to, uh, to to land the top offensive lineman in the state, and, and they need to do that. I think that that would be a really strong start for this uh, for this coaching staff uh, to, to go ahead and bring a guy of that caliber in. Yeah. You've got a so – the, the kid from Nashville, is he 2017? He is a 2017 kid, yeah. Um, yeah and uh, uh, the, his his recruitment's really just blowing up. Uh, he actually picked up Ole Miss soon thereafter. Uh, just had a couple more that, that that just rolled in, and I, you know, I kind of asked him. I was like, you know, what's it been like? He said, Well, I'm trying to slow it down, but it's just it's crazy right now. So uh, he's a yeah, he's a young guy, or uh, he's a young guy, but he's he's, he's in for this class, and uh, uh, you know, I, what a what a frame. Uh, you know, you can't uh, you can't teach six foot eight. So yeah, no doubt. But, uh, I think another one I like is uh, the 2018 kid from Woodward. Oh, uh, oh, Ohanba. Yes, that's him. Yeah, James Ohanba. Yeah, he's a he's a guy who uh, it, really interesting guy. I talked to him uh, talked to him last week and uh, just kind of seemed uh, I, a little bit overwhelmed by the whole thing. I don't think that he's been expecting to uh, you know uh, pick up all these offers so soon. And uh, you know, we talked a little bit about him being from Georgia. And, uh, you know, if that would play a factor, what role that would play. But he's a—he uh, um, mm-hmm. seems like a really sweet kid, and I, I think he's got a, got a lot of talent, a lot of a lot of upside to his game too. You, another another guy who I think's a little bit raw, but um, you know, he he was speaking about some things that he wanted to improve in his game, which is, you know, I, I always ask guys, you know, what do you feel successful at, and he went right to the stuff that he feels like he wants to work on instead. And I, I love to hear that out of a young man. So he, he's a kid I definitely keep your eye on. I think. Uh, I think Sam Pittman's going to waste no time uh, hanging out in Stockbridge uh, for the 2018 class. Obviously, have Natour Johnson and, and Justin Schaefer already committed as well. How what do you, what sense do you get as far as how many offensive linemen with you know having Sam Pittman coming in as the new offensive line coach? What kind of sense of, of the size of the class do you feel like at the offensive line position? I think they're going. I think they're going to shoot for at least two more, and probably even three. I, I won't surprise me if they, if they were to take a, a, a fifth, um, a total, uh, in the class. And and the guys I would be watching out for. Uh, one of the other guys I'm watching closely is uh, is Caleb Chandler out of Jefferson. Um, you know, he's a kid who's who's picked up offers from everybody, and Georgia's Georgia's waiting because I think they know that uh, if they pull the trigger, he's also going to pull the trigger right back at them. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think that, that they feel confident about their chances with him down the line. But, but uh, just an exceptional player. I, I, his film is his film is really really something special. And I mean, he's just mauling dudes out there. So the opportunity to throw him, uh, him, uh, Thomas. Schaefer and uh, Natori out there would, would be incredible. And then if you were able to bring in a guy, uh, maybe a, a little bit of a project, a little bit more raw, uh, like that, like uh, the, the easy kid out of uh, Nashville, you know, that would be, that would be tremendous. I, I think that uh, in terms of size and ability, that would be, uh, that would be as, as good as George's had in, in years, maybe ever. Well, uh, what about the Juco Elliot Baker? 
Oh yeah, Elliot. Uh, Elliot. Um, you know, George is out front for him. Uh, another, another huge body. And uh, you know, it's it, it's it's strange to me always to see these guys uh, from so far out west that uh to have them on top. But you know, if they're able to to bring a kid like that in too, uh, bring some experience depth in. Uh, you know, a la what we're seeing with Tyler Catalina headed in for this year. Um, I, again, it's just it's it's going to be a situation where. You just got to love what they what they put together. I think Baker would be a tremendous addition for them as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and and how how do you compare this class? Because we've talked about a, a bunch of kids, but we haven't even gotten to like a Tony Gray and, and Deontay Demery. Sure, sure. And, and you know, a lot of people a lot of people believe Demery is a guy who is gonna is ready to pull the trigger at any time. He's another guy who we've heard mentioned uh, among the silent. And right. uh, you know he, he's uh, a, an equally talented player. I think uh, a kid that's raw. I think he's got um, you know he's got a little bit of weight that, that he's going to want to lose and trim down. But but it just gets out there and stonewalls guys. And obviously you know uh, went went to the uh, opening regionals and earned his invite to go to Oregon. I think is is a kid that can really get out there and do some special things for you. So it's going to be interesting to see. And Tony Gray, uh, you know, yeah, obviously now he's a part of. Uh, IMG North uh, over at Grayson, and, and uh, <laughs> you know they're they're just uh, what a, what a loaded field that's going to be. But you know I think Tony, I, I personally I think Tony uh, out of that group is maybe the guy, the one guy who's being uh, with an offer who's being kept warm and uh, and may not be uh, the, the top priority right now. Right. Um, All right. Now you know you know we have to ask about the running backs. Can we pull? Cam Akers and DeAndre Swift. Um, ooh, way to put me on the spot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know we're probably feel more comfortable about Swift probably right now. Definitely, definitely. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. I, I mean, if it were to end today, I, I definitely think you get Swift. Um, you know, for me, uh, the Akers thing is is a bit more uh, of a question mark, and and part of the reason I say that is because I, he's a kid who is so. Um, I've seen so many interviews with him. I've seen so much stuff with him where, where he is all Mississippi. You know, he's a guy who loves his state. He, he wants to represent his state well. And, and so I think that's going to make Ole Miss really tough in that scenario. Tennessee is another one that we're hearing about a lot uh, when it comes to him. So, and, and Alabama is in no way giving up. I, I don't know. I don't see him going back to the Crimson Tide just because, you know, they, they're bringing in uh, Najee Harris and Brian Robinson in, in 2017 by all accounts. And, um, you know, that's that's quite a bit of depth to, to have to compete with. But, um, you know, I, I think Akers is, you know, I think I think George is probably a, a top three option. It, it, to hear other prospects say it, you know, that they're they're confident in George's chances. I don't know that I am as much uh, right at this stage. I, I think that uh, he's a guy who's who's going to have a, a kind of a big summer to, to kind of get out on the visit trail and, and consider these things. So I don't know that I'd jump in on him just yet, but I do, I do love George's chances. Swift, I think that uh, they've made a, a very sizable impression on that young man, and the opportunity to bring him in uh, with his cousin Mark Webb, uh, also from Philadelphia, uh, pre- presents a pretty nice little package. I think that that would help both of them kind of transition to uh, the big move away from home if, if they're able to land them both. Right. Um, let's real quick before I, before I forget, <laughs> let's talk real quick about 2016. Obviously the the Robertson situation kind of was up there with the Roquan situation, maybe. Um, and also a couple other names are Brian Harrion and uh, 
Michael McDaniel. Mm-hmm. Kind of touch on those briefly. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, uh, the Robertson situation, in, in my opinion, um, you know, I, I think I think it's going to be Cal. It, you know, the fact that he has no papers signed and and uh, is at a point where he can talk to coaches whenever it it definitely won't surprise me to see Georgia continue to push there. Um, you know, and and, and make an effort. Uh, I talked to Mikol actually. Um, uh, right after um, Robertson announced his commitment, he said he he was a little surprised. He said, you know, uh, he told me he thought it was going to be Cal, but he said, you know, he said over the, over time he's told me that that he wanted to go to Georgia. So um, it'll be interesting to see if they revisit it. I don't know why you wouldn't, uh, you know, take a flyer on it. He's a he's a kid who has a, a lot of skill and can bring a, a ton to the table. Obviously, uh, he he brings an element that you. Uh, again, that you can't teach with with how fast he is. I mean, he's he's just an absolute burner uh, on the field. And I think being able to pair him up uh, with Easton for a few years would be something special. But you know, if he goes to Cal, um, I, I think that's a great fit for it too. I think that he's going to do very well out there. I think he's a he'll fit in well with the West Coast lifestyle. I think it'll be kind of nice for him to. Uh, um, Obviously, he won't be anonymous out there, but you know, maybe not not as much pressure from the home state and, and give him a chance to kind of. Uh, uh, reconfigure, kind of, uh, you know, form a form a new identity and, and, and focus on some of the things that he loves. You know, we we know that he loves art. We know that he's a big academics guy, and and I, I think that it, it'd be a great fit for him out there as well. And you mentioned Harry, and he's a guy who, uh, you know, he he's just got to keep the grades right, and everything should fall into place. I don't think that it's going to be uh, all that long um, before we find that out, and uh, you know, probably here within the next two to three weeks. And you know, he told me after G Day, and, and has maintained. Uh, he said, you know, as soon as as soon as the word's good, it's on, and and I'll be a bulldog. So yeah. I think uh, he, he's working very hard to keep those things together. I know that uh, it sounds like everything is is in place right now, and. If he's able to do that, man, you you gotta you gotta love that because uh, I think the opportunity to to add a running another running back in addition to Elijah uh, Holyfield in 2016 was was some it was a it was a head scratcher to me honestly uh, that they didn't do it before. Um, but but Harry and the kids who uh, who had some uh, you know had those great issues obviously and had some question marks uh, when it came to academics and if he's able to get those answered, that's a guy who can come in. I, I think uh, you know throw a red shirt on him, uh, get him out there, gives you some depth, and, and gives him a chance to develop his game and, and uh, you know, kind of rise up to the level of competition. So I, I think uh, I think it'd be great fit. And uh, as far as McDaniel, um, I haven't talked to him in a little bit. I talked to his mom uh, probably about a month ago, and, and she said that, uh, you know, his, his commitment could kind of happen any time. But, um, you know, he seems like a, he's another guy, I believe, that we're still waiting to hear and talk back on some grades. And, right. and that's sort of been one of the question marks for him uh, kind of all along. Um, I, I'm not discounting South Carolina when it comes to him. I hear that uh, the Gamecocks have really impressed him and have really made a, a very strong push. So uh, it would not surprise me to see him go with South Carolina. But, again, I, got it. I think uh, George would do very well to, uh, to to land because he's a guy who I think uh, it just has a ton of versatility because of his body. He's a guy who – uh, you know, depending on how he flushes out, could could end up at outside linebacker. Um, you know, I've seen him thin enough at, at times to uh, kind of stand up and play that position. But uh, we've also seen him bulk up. He's a, he's a talented defensive end, and I think he could even get big enough uh, uh, if he wanted to, maybe to, to play some DT and get him on the interior of the line. So, uh, you know, he's 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 a guy that you uh, you definitely don't want to miss out on. But again, he's just got to answer those questions, right? 
talking with uh, Jake Bruce from EGASports.com joining us tonight. All right, back to the uh, 17 class, if you don't mind. Um, who do you, who in your mind is, is maybe next to pull the trigger for, for Georgia? Uh, I think it's going to be, personally, I think it's going to be uh, one of the linemen. I think, I think it's going to be, uh, I like, I like the chances with Andrew Thomas quite a bit. I like uh, Demering's chances. You know, he's, he's another guy that I hear uh, just, uh, just waiting. Um, the other name I'd be watching for is Jeremiah Holloman. Um, he's a guy who uh, is, has been kind of waiting in the wings and, and has said he's going to take his time. But I, I think that I think that he's he's ready to pull the trigger, uh, you know, at any moment uh, when it comes to Georgia. I think he's going to go ahead and get in on this on this bandwagon. So those would kind of be the three. Uh, you know, if you're looking a little bit further down the line, uh, I, I think maybe I'll be surprised if maybe Bride makes it through the summer. Um, you know, and I do think Georgia's the team to beat for him right now. So uh, probably somebody in that group of four, and, and I'm leaning towards the line first. Uh, it, it's a toss-up between them and Holloman, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Well, I would love any of those to go ahead and just pull the trigger and say, hey, <laughs> come to Georgia, baby. Uh, especially Nate. I mean, that kid is such a freak, man, a freak athlete. Oh, no question. Um, no what Where are you headed to next, Jake? Uh, well, uh, I'm actually going to be uh, up in Jefferson tomorrow and Friday for the uh, state track meet. Um, I'll be up there, uh, check it in. There's a bunch of guys running. We got the we got the list over on the, the vault ugasports.com of uh, all the guys that will be competing, and um, you know we're going to get to watch Xavier Jenkins in action. Uh, we'll get to see uh, uh, Nate McBride. Obviously, is going to be up there. Holloman's competing in a few events, um, so. Uh, it, it's it's a pretty stacked field in terms of Georgia prospects. There's going to be quite a guy, quite a few guys up there um, who are going to be uh, uh, showing out for them. So I'll be up there the next two days, and then um, I'm thinking probably next week I'm going to try to take a day and and uh, kind of swing through Central and South Georgia and, and uh, uh, maybe go touch down. Uh, maybe I'm going to try to touch down at uh, uh, Crisp County, go see Marquis Bryant. Um, Maybe make my way to Cairo and, and try to check it with Walter Grant, and uh, then maybe uh, maybe hopefully end things uh, up at uh, Lee County with, uh, with with Aubrey Solomon. So those are just uh, those are a few of the names I got on the list. Uh, that'll be a that'll be a long day of driving, so I'm uh, I'm not trying to, to, to I'm not trying to rush myself to, uh, to to get to get to that one just yet. But uh, that's definitely that's definitely my next road trip. Right, right. Uh, hey, do we? Do, do we do a dog night this summer, or you think he's gonna kind of split it up to different weekends again? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not really sure. I think that they're gonna, they're gonna do something resembling a dog night. My, my concern is, I just don't know where you're gonna do it. Um, you know, you, your, your practice fields are obviously uh, torn to bits while they're building the, uh, the indoor practice facility. And, and based on what we saw last year. I just don't think the stadium's big enough to do it. Um, you know, there's there's so much action and so many various things that go on during something like that that it would be tough. Now, they might take advantage of the intramural fields uh, where they've been holding spring practice, and and that would probably be their best option. Um, but I, I think I think they would be wise. Uh, um, not that anybody asks me or or in any way pays me to do these things uh, for them, but uh, I, I think they'd be smart to break it up. I think you. I think you do well to uh, you know do a uh, uh, a ninth and tenth grade camp uh, one weekend and, and then have your big boys uh, maybe the next weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what's what's the general feel you're getting? I guess maybe even going back to to G Day. What? How impressive? I mean, I know the answer. I guess I'm, I'm assuming, but I mean, how much are kids still talking about G Day and, and the energy they felt that day, and, and how impressed they were with the results of, of G Day? Yeah, I mean. Everybody that was there and uh, everybody that had a chance to take that in, I mean, it, almost every time you bring up Georgia, that's the first thing I go to. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I spoke with Nico Collins uh, yesterday, and, and um, uh, the big wide receiver out at Clay Chalkville High School over in Alabama, and he was telling me, you know, uh, he was like, it was, he was like, it was just exciting. It's impressive to see that. He said, you know, you, you see that uh, when you go to a school and and you know that you're going to be taken care of. You know, everybody is out there to support. You know that uh, you got the, the, the full support of the fans, and and they're loving you. So, um, uh, you know, the, the the one guy whose quote has stood out the most for me was Tyler Taylor uh, out of Lanier. He said that uh, when when Jacob Eason came out there, uh, and the crowd erupted, and I've told people it's the loudest I've heard Sanford Stadium for anything other than a Georgia win ever. I think it's the I think it was the loudest thing I've ever heard in the stadium other than a win. Um, but he, he said, he said, you know, I just, he said, I got chills, uh, imagining myself in that same situation. I thought that was pretty powerful. That's not a, that's not a thing you hear a lot of guys say. That's not a lot of, uh, that's not something that gets thrown around a ton, but, uh, you know, it was obviously something that really blew his mind. So, um, and clearly, you know, it paid off, it paid dividends with the Tory. Um, he had a lot of, uh, he had a lot to say about it and a lot of uh, really positive things, uh, you know, that he took away from it and, like I said, it's one of those things that uh, that if you were there, uh, yeah, it seems like the guys just go back to it every time. Yeah, just unreal. Uh, well, to that point of Nico Collins, how about the receiver position and recruiting going right there? How, I mean, is there a chance to pull a kid like Nico out of Alabama? That's uh, it, it's tough. I mean, because it's one of those things that at this point in the in the uh, in the season, it always the, the the answer always seems to be well yeah sure of course there's a chance and then by the time signing day rolls around it seems like Alabama has uh, you know kind of shut things down right um, but you know I I talked to his coach uh, I talked to him uh, obviously but I talked to his coach a little bit before I, I got on camera with him and you know he told me uh, he, he said you know this he said I, I don't think that this kid is uh, as beholden to the Auburns and Alabamas of the world as as some kids are he said you know there's a, he said there's a lot of kids in this school that if if Alabama or Auburn came through and gave them an offer, you know, they'd be done. They'd shut it down and tell everybody else to, to buzz off. But he said, you know, Nico is Nico's not, not done that, not shown that. And, uh, you know, he's a kid with, with family a little bit of everywhere. Uh, he's got some family up in Ann Arbor and just recently visited Michigan. He's got some family in the Atlanta area. So he kind of, he's kind of spread out. I mean, he doesn't seem to, uh, you know, I, I think that he's a kid who genuinely – uh, at this point, doesn't know what he's going to do. I, I, I will say that. I think that he's a kid who is still uh, still kind of really taking everything in stride, kind of kind of getting his head around it all, and, and gonna gonna push this thing. He told me he was gonna push it till signing day, and I, I believe him. I think that that he needs the time to uh, to kind of weigh all of his options and figure out what's gonna be best for him. So, uh, is, is there a chance? Yeah, I'll say so right now. I think Georgia. I think Georgia stands uh, a pretty good chance, really, at this point uh, of, of maybe picking that kid up. Um, but uh, of course, like I said, we'll we'll have to revisit that topic a little bit closer to February. Yeah, 
it seems like the difference. Hopefully, the difference between the the recruiting staffs at Georgia, like you said, they were always in with these kids for a long time, and then when it came to signing day and decision time, they would typically go to Alabama or or somewhere else. But hopefully, if we can hold them to it this time, you know, hold them to their com- either commitment or get them to go ahead and sign on, sign with the dogs. That will be the biggest difference between the two staffs, recruiting wise, anyway. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and you know, if if that, I'll tell you what, right now, if that kid ends up uh, signing with Georgia, uh, somebody needs to go buy James Coley a steak dinner because he, he is the guy. <laughs> he is the guy who is putting in the work there. He, I mean, Nico said he's texting me every day. He wants to talk about everything. He's asking me what I'm doing this weekend, how my workouts are going, you know, just, just staying in it every single day for Georgia and really, really working that kid hard. And, and for great reason. I mean, I, I met with him yesterday, and I met him after um, after junior day in 2015, which is when he first picked up the offer. He was, man, he was, a, he was kind of a stick. I mean, he was, a, you know, probably 6'3", six, 6'4", six, at the time and, and probably maybe in the 170, 180 range. He's bolted all the way up to 200 now. He's six five, and uh, he, he's a he's a big guy. You could tell he would be a a, a real problem to stop out on the field. Right. Uh, how about other side of the ball? Is this is this the deepest secondary class in in the in in Georgia in quite some time? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I, I've been saying that for a while. I think we. We all kind of expected that uh, based on what we were seeing last year, um, mm-hmm. and it seems like it seems like uh, guys are are constantly rising up out of it and and, and uh, continuing to to impress and make a name for themselves. And that the guy who who catches my mind or catches my eye in that regard is uh, AJ Terrell. You know, he was a guy who was a little bit unheralded. Um, you know, had a few offers, but uh, had a chance to go to rise seniors, get out there, and. Uh, uh, really impressing people, and and has has had one of the best camp seasons of, of anybody really in recent memory. Um, just getting out there, you, you don't see a kid um, that often who, who's that big and who can run like he does. He he's got a ton of speed, um, you know. And I, I think he's got the potential to be a very special player if he's able to put all the pieces together. Um, and obviously, you got Poole. Uh, you got Jamias Williams, who, who you know, we've, I feel like we've been covering Jamias for, for untold amounts of time. I can't still believe he's in high school. Uh, you know, I, it's, it, but it is. It's, it's super deep. And I think that uh, uh, Richard McCown, obviously, as well. I, I, think that, yeah. I think that you're seeing more high-level talent in the state than you've seen in a long, long time. That's for sure. And, of course, D'Angelo Gibbs as well. Sure, sure. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, as soon as I as soon as I finished saying, I thought about Xavier McKinney, uh, the Roswell. Uh, you got Lee Anthony Williams. Yeah, Trey Shaw at Cedar Grove. Uh, you know, it's just it's it's ridiculous how many and guys I, there are that they, they could kind of get in there and 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 play power five football and really kind of get in and make an impact early. Yeah, I think half of them are playing at Grayson. So right. <laughs> <laughs> How uh, talk about that for a minute? Have you talked to these kids about how that came about? You know, did they did they all talk together, or how did that come about where they all decided to transfer to Grayson? Yeah, you know, it, it seems like it was really sort of a um, sort of a group decision. It, it does. It, it was. I think what you have is a lot of guys, um, you know, like Breon Dixon, uh, D'Angelo Gibbs, um, obviously Jemias, uh 
you got uh, Elijah Shaw down there, who's a kid who transferred over from uh, South Gwinnett. Um, it's just a group of guys who've known each other for forever and have played in this, uh, you know, played in Gwinnett League football uh, for so long together and and just uh, feel comfortable with each other. And I, I think that, um, you know, not, obviously, uh, you know, Breon, De, uh, D'Angelo, Tony Gray, Jemias, those guys don't have anything to prove when it comes to recruiting. They're not trying to up their profile or, or get coaches to notice them because they've got every offer in the world. But, you know, I think the opportunity for them to get together uh, kind of go out with a bang in their senior season. Maybe, you know, obviously you know, when you put a roster like that together, you immediately are thinking state title run. Um, and and mm-hmm. I think that that's what they want to do. I think that they want to get together and make this as, as special as possible. Uh, and in their in their uh, high school career on a, on a big note, I, I think that they've got a, a great shot to do that. Yeah. And I did – I've talked to uh, Coach Heron on a, on a, my other my terrestrial show, and he he is going to move away from the wing tee with this with the talent he has. <laughs> I bet, I bet. <laughs> hey, here's an uh, here's an interesting tweet that just popped up. You got uh, you got Trey Blount saying, "Let's go, we are Pace Knights," and you got Michael Robertson Jr. D. Rob's what nephew or cousin, whichever one it is. Thanks, bro. Excited to be playing with you next year. Wow. Wow. I yeah, that uh I had not seen that, clearly. That is um yeah, that's what a, three, what a big three minutes what a, ago, so wow, what a big development for Pace. That's that's a huge pickup. Rob Mike is a uh Mike's a big old kid. I mean, to to be such a young guy, he is uh you can tell that, that there are some big things ahead for him. He's he's got some great size and and he definitely doesn't look his age. So, uh, and, and you know, if he's if he's a a quarter of the player that his um, uncle slash brother slash close acquaintance, I, I don't I don't know either exactly how they how they are uh, him and Demetrius. But if if he's a quarter of the player that guy is, uh, you know, that's that's a major major pickup for Pace. Yeah, somebody told me about that last last uh, week. Uh, one of the coaches, one of the uh, recruiters that came through. Was saying that they were moving up to Atlanta. Yeah. Wow. Sure, I figured they'd be moving to California, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. I feel like uh, I feel like here in about four years, we're only going to have about six high schools in the state to play football, and everybody's right. just going to go to those. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, I know this isn't really recruiting, but you know a ton about everything, anyways. But. I, don't you think the GHSA is kind of over extenuating, uh, overextending the these classifications? I mean, I don't know. I, I just feel like it, it's getting to be a little too too segmented. I guess is what I'm trying to say. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I would agree, I would agree with you. I mean, I you know, it, it, some of that. One of the things in my mind, obviously, you know, everything. I do believe that everything is done with Grayson. So far, has been on the up and up. I think that uh, you know everything's been legit so far. But but what's what's hard about it is you know there there are kids who are great players who who aren't going to have a chance to find themselves in situations like that because they just don't have the resources to to pick up and move themselves for for the, the cause of football. Right. Um, you, and, you know, and that's and that's and that's tough because you know you you take a great player who who may be able to, to carry a team very far and, and may be able to uh, make an impact and and then it. You know, uh, he's he's just kind of getting railroaded by these super teams uh, for the last couple years of his high school career. Mm-hmm. 
Um, tell me this, what's, what's the biggest thing that you've noticed different about uh, from the different coaching staff? Do you feel like there's more offers going out from this? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and one thing, I mean, one, I, and I'll say, I'll, I'll just go with one that's come out recently, and that's, it's there. It seems like they're canvassing uh, Texas right now. Um, you know, it seems like every day we hear about two or three new Texas guys who picked up an offer. And I think that that's, I think it's really interesting to see that. I think that you're, you're seeing Georgia, um, obviously, you know, for years they, they've gone out and they put these offers out um, to these to various places away from home. But I think that you're seeing them do it with more frequency. I think that you're seeing them do it in greater numbers. And uh, and I, I they just they seem like they're going to take a shot with anybody they feel like can help them, uh, regardless of where they're located or, or anything else. Uh, no no circumstance will will kind of dictate. So uh, it's it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild to see. I, I do think, uh, like you said, it's it's more offers, but it's also uh, it's also got a, a lot wider net, in my opinion. Right. Um, what's the latest you're hearing on some of the kids down in this area? And obviously, Sean Smith just committed recently to uh, South Carolina. Um, and then, of course, DJ Dallas, still looking like maybe Miami or, or South Carolina or Georgia still in the mix, hopefully. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I talked to DJ, and I, I think that uh, um, I, I was pretty impressed with, with what he had to say because I talked to him about two weeks ago, and, and he, was, he was sort of reflecting on everything. And I said, you know, what, what's it been like uh, since, since the changeover happened? Because I, I remember – Kind of early on, um, when when Kirby and staff arrived, uh, uh, you know he decommitted, but but it seemed like he got up here, had a chance to visit with him, and, and then there were a lot of there was a lot of speculation that he would go ahead and jump back on the train and, and go ahead mm-hmm. and then just get back in on the commit list. But he said, you know, he told me that things have really kind of died down. He said they talk sometimes, uh, you know, a little bit here and there, but he said, you know, he, he feels like they have guys. Uh, higher ranked guys or, or guys that are are higher on their board um, that they're prioritizing a little bit more and and I mean obviously you know he he, he doesn't love that and they, he didn't he didn't love talking about it but 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 he he was very mature about it and I was impressed with that he was very understanding mm-hmm. uh, you know he, he, he I think he's been around the the, uh, the recruiting world long enough to to kind of know how these things go and. Um, you know, he's a guy that I, I think Georgia um, uh, sort of like that Tony Gray situation I mentioned earlier with the offensive line. He's he's a guy that I, I think that they're going to keep warm. I think that they they feel good about their chances if they were to uh, really kind of ramp up his, the pursuit for him uh, here shortly and, and and maybe you know, like I said, possibly even land his commitment again. So, um, mm-hmm. but but uh, but I, one of my favorite kids, man. We talk about uh, just an absolute football player, a kid who can. Who can play anywhere on the field, and I, I think he's going to have a, a, a really fun career ahead of him, a long career too. And Sean, I got to tell you, Sean, the Sean Smith thing to uh, South Carolina was a little bit surprising to me, only because I, I thought it was I thought Miami was, was going to end up being the team to beat for him too. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, he uh, again uh, just uh, a, a quick player, uh, a guy who uh, we've seen we've seen out a lot uh, at various camps. And, and uh, up on physics and things like that, and uh, I, I just a great kid. I'm 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 super happy for him that uh, that, that he found a, a home at, at South Carolina. Yep, no doubt. Obviously, old Brian McClendon coming back to some of his familial roots <laughs> down here in Brunswick. Um, let's see, who is? Let's see. Let me go to the board real quick if you. Got a minute. See, have some questions on here. 
Uh, is there anybody that's kind of off the radar that, that you might think may start making a lot of noise here soon, getting a lot of a lot more attention? Um, one of the kids that, uh, um, you know, we've kind of been keeping um, – or a couple kids that we've been keeping tabs on. And, and I don't know that these guys are necessarily Georgia caliber guys. I don't know that they're guys who are going to end up maybe even at, at high-level SEC programs. But, but as far as in the state – you know, I think a guy like Jaden Kama is a he's a wide receiver out of uh, Roswell. He's a big old guy. Um, seems like he's picking up uh, his offers regularly. Um, and he's a guy who seems kind of on the verge of blowing up. Isaiah Green is a kid out of Langston Hughes, who I think is 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 very much under the radar. Uh, things are just starting to pick up for him. But you know, right now it's a lot uh, the, the North Carolina A&T's of the world. Marshall just came in for him today, and I think that. Uh, that that would be a great fit for him, but uh, I, I could see him uh, picking up some even some higher offers than that. And one kid that I think uh, um, could pick up a Georgia offer this summer, um, you know, kind of uh, if he gets in, depending on how his camp performance goes, things like that, is uh, Jalen Holson out of Stockbridge. I'm a huge fan of his. I think that uh, his film's tremendous. I know he doesn't doesn't play the you know the world beaters as far as the, the the competition he's always facing, but man, he's a uh, he's a he's a north to south runner and and uh, just uh, seems like he he's got the acceleration, can really uh, get up to top speed uh, pretty quickly, and, and uh, has done some impressive things. He he's got some great offers already at, at uh, Virginia. Tech, um, uh, Louisville, I believe, already got in for him, but but he really coveted that Georgia offer. He's told me that would be a big one for him, and and uh, you know if you if you get the sense that a guy like Cam Akers isn't going to work out for you, uh, then uh, I would definitely look Jay Wood's way because I, I think he's a guy who can get it and help you. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see a couple other questions. How about uh, I think we talked about Truesdale right after that camp from a while back, but what, what's the story with with Truesdale out of Augusta? You know, it's been really quiet with with Tyrone in terms of, of his relationship with Georgia, and and the thing about it is, I think he's got a chance to uh, get on the camp circuit this summer and uh, really kind of kind of make a name for himself, uh, he, he, an even bigger name for himself, um, because it, it's uh, you know it, it's just not the this is not the greatest defensive line class in, in Georgia history. As strong as the DB class is, that's right. it's not even close with the D line. Uh, you know, we're, we're last year. Uh, you had Derrick Brown, Antoine Jackson, Julian Rochester, Tyler Clark. You know all these uh, all these guys. I think that that really it's uh, this year it's it's Aubrey Solomon and then everybody else. And then uh, mm-hmm. you know I think that uh, I, I think Tyrone though is, is a kid who's kind of right there in that cusp. I think he's he's sort of waiting in the wings. A, a guy I want to see more out of. Um, and I think uh, once his body uh, kind of catches up, he hits the weight room, puts on a little bit more weight. Is uh, William Green, a kid out of Westover. Uh, in Albany, uh, Trent Thompson's old school. He's a he's a big old kid too, and uh, mm. I think he's gonna I think he's got a chance to go somewhere and help him out. But I, I think uh, I think those two guys, uh, like I said, you know, um, uh, uh, both fine players and, and great kids, but uh, but but just maybe not up to the, that that caliber of uh, Solomon just yet. Right. You feel the, like uh, Westover kid? Isn't he like six six, like two ninety or something? Yeah, he is. He is. He you, you want to talk about a first off the bus type of guy. I mean, he is. He is uh, definitely that that sort of guy. He is a big, big dude in, in terms of that. Um, you know, I saw him at Rivals Camp Atlanta, and and uh, you know, he 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 had some he had some reps where where he got taken pretty hard uh, by the offensive line. Um, but I'll tell you right now, um, you won't you won't find a, a better kid. Uh, out on in 2017, um, he he hits me up constantly, sending me film 
uh, not of himself or even talking about what he's up to, but he, he's, he sends me his teammates still constantly. He's like, hey, I got a guy you need to check out. This is a guy you need to see. Uh, this is a guy I play with. He just got an offer from this school. Um, you know, uh, help these guys get some exposure. And I said, man, you're I said, you're, you're the best recruiter uh, or you're, you're the best recruiting coordinator Westover's ever had. It's like, yeah, you know, I just he said I, I just love helping my guys out, and I, lo- I love to see other people around me do as well. So he's a he's a he's an absolute gem. Yeah. Uh, how about IMG Academy? What? How do you think with especially with Beal transferring down there now? Do you think that helps or hurts Georgia with him and and any other kids that were that Georgia? Obviously, they they had already offered a lot of kids, but it, it made a lot of noise when they said Georgia's offered eighteen IMG Academy kids. Well, that was kind of spread out over time, but. Anyway, <laughs> they didn't offer yeah. all the same time. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, the IMG situation is weird. And, and I think with Bill, what you've got to hope for, um, you know, I, I think uh, Florida State, Alabama, um, Notre Dame, uh, they, they, those have all been, uh, you know, uh, big players for some time. Which, which you're Georgia, if you're Georgia, what you've got to hope for, I think, is, is the Isaac Nada effect <laughs> kick in. Right. Um, you know, I, I, hope, I, I think you've got to hope that he gets away from home realizes that he misses everybody and, and then, then uh, wants to, you know, uh, learns that, that he isn't maybe as, as open to playing so far away as he, as he had initially planned. I don't think it helps. I mean, I don't think it helps Georgia in any way to, to, to get the kid out of state. I think, you know, the, the getting him down there, um, he's going to be surrounded by uh, commits from, from pretty much, you know, every Power 5 conference in the nation. Um, uh, so that he's going to be pulled in all kinds of directions and things like that. So if if you're Georgia, I, I definitely think the uh, the big thing to be hoping for is that uh, is that uh, he gets down there and and, and uh, decides that uh, he, he's a little too far from Kansas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Nato will definitely be his host if, whenever he comes to visit Georgia. I would imagine. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, all right, Jake. Well, we'll we'd never try to get rid of you, but I know you're busy too. So just you know, feel free to say uh, whenever you have to go. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm gonna actually, uh, actually, the girlfriend just uh, wrapped up some dinner, so I think I'm gonna go, uh, go join her. She's giving me some dirty looks over here, so. Uh, no problem. <laughs> hey, you gotta tell her you're working, man. Come on, your job never ends. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I gotta give her a lot of credit. She went on the road with me. She went to Nashville. She went to Alabama with me. She, she sat in the car and. uh, uh, while I went into schools and did interviews, so she's a she's a good one, man. They don't they don't uh, they, they don't make uh, they don't make many girls who do that one for you. So. Well, she she should enjoy the Nashville trip. Maybe not so much Alabama, but I, know. <laughs> I was about to say what torture you took her to Nashville for God's sake. Hey, real quick, any uh, any new restaurants up in Athens? I know we always like to talk restaurants and clubs and stuff. Hmm. Um. I, I got to tell you, the, the place I've been going to a lot lately is uh, High Low Lounge up on Prince Avenue. It's up in Normaltown, and uh, uh, just uh, some, some pretty consistent food. On Sunday. their Sunday brunch is awesome. I, I love I love what they're doing on Sundays. Uh, they, they make a great corned beef sandwich, uh, and uh, they got a, they got one of the best uh, draft beer selections in town. So uh, I, I I've been frequenting there quite a bit. There you go. All right, great deal. Where can we reach you at on Twitter? Uh, you can reach me at Roos Recruiting. That's R-E-U-S-E Recruiting. Uh, if you want to check out our work, uh, you can make sure to hop over to UGASports.com. Uh, you can catch us on Facebook. We're on Twitter. 
um, you know, we're kind of all over the place. So, so make sure to join in. We got a bunch of fun stuff coming. We haven't, we haven't finished all the stuff, uh, from, from the Nashville trip and, and we've got the track meet starting tomorrow. So, uh, it's going to be one crazy week. Yeah, no doubt. One of the best, everybody, Jake Roos, give him a follow. And, uh, Jake, we appreciate it, buddy. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having me as always. Great to talk to you guys. All right. Take care. All right. Thanks. Jake Roos from UGASports.com. Like I said, I, I really mean that. He uh, he is one of the best, man. I always love having him on. Yeah, Jake, Jake's a good dude, man. I always, I always try to compliment him on his interviews, man. Those kids just, they, um, they look comfortable with him, you know? Yep, yep. He, he's, he does really, really good with them. Well, yep. he was the first one to interview DJ. I, I let him interview DJ first time. Yeah. He, yeah. uh... I think he said he used to be a teacher, and so that's yeah. probably part of the reason. You know, he's he's used to being around the kids like that. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Hey, we got uh, should have a really good one next week too. This will be this will be one of the most fun guests we've had next week. What you got? Everybody knows the senator, right? Oh, okay. Blutarski? Senator Blutarski from uh, the Blutarski WordPress site. Sweet. Does a great job over there, the GTP site, whatever the name of it is. I'll find it. Yeah. Yeah, he always he's always great, great blog and everything to read and, and great news on it. Um, yeah, blutarski.wordpress.com. That's it. There you go. So yeah, we'll, we'll have him next Wednesday, and that, that should be a really good one. He, he's never scared to tell the truth. <laughs> yeah, he'll tell it straight like it is. So this one should be, this one should get good. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, well, that'll that'll be great. Get him on and uh, trying to get some more recruits. They're 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 not quite as anxious to get on the show here lately. Seems like, but we'll uh, we're going to definitely keep trying get some more on and still got to reach out to the to the Frederica coach or uh, assistant coach coach Mathis and and try to get Jay Sean on soon see what his story is with the latest with him um and the they did actually work that out by the way I know last podcast didn't come out that Glen County had said that they wanted they were going to stop playing Frederica in any events sporting events until they stopped recruiting players from Glen County. So uh yes. apparently that has been resolved and uh they have picked that back up. So that's ridiculous though. That's that's so <laughs> ridiculous. That is that is ridiculous. Well my thing was if it's if it was an academic student, were they not allowed to, to talk to the yeah. academic student either? I mean it's, I don't that, quite get it. That's ridiculous. I, the two, tell the you this, three, I don't want to see Glen Academy bring another transfer in. Yeah, right. if that's going gonna to happen, Brunswick too. You know, Brunswick yeah, just, had, I mean, Brunswick, Brunswick you, just had the guy, Brunswick just had the guy that transferred over at Glen Academy last year, transferred back, and probably going to be playing quarterback for them this year. Yeah. I'm saying yeah. you're threatening to drop Frederica, then don't be uh, bringing in no kids yourself. Don't get me started yeah, that, on that. That, that right. makes no sense. That's that's totally crazy, man. That's, cause, cause I think, there is some history there with uh, – 
was Coach Derek when he left. I believe he it was under Coach Writings, actually, the previous coach before Hidalgo. Yeah, but it wouldn't even matter. That It doesn't even matter. It, it don't make no sense. They right. got like oh, three. They, they got like four kids over there. Like, really? And the kids that's over there that probably really need to be over there because I'm going to tell you the truth. If Jay Sean wasn't over there, dude, I don't think he would have these offers and I don't think he would be academically eligible right now. And that's just me saying I think I think him in a smaller him in a smaller group setting as far as classes and stuff is helping him and it's a different environment that he's around too. Come right. on man, like Brunswick I'm I'm just saying now, Brunswick is not the greatest environment to have without having a father involved in your life to be around. And no place is, but especially, you know, if you're in a place where there's nothing. So to have him out there to be able to be around different people and see different things, I think it's totally great. It's the best thing ever happened to the kid. So his right. mindset is totally different. Instead of him being doing, instead of him doing something different, which you know he could be doing, he's doing something totally positive with his life. So they can, right? They they can suck a egg and a lemon on that. That's dumb. Yep, yep. And I don't know what they're going to do if if. Frederica follows through with their plan to go GHSA here before. That that's definitely in their plans. That that's always been Derek's plan, from what I've heard him say a couple times. So, and guess what? They're gonna get some players over there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what you gonna do? Where else you gonna get them from? If you can't get them, from, <laughs> listen. My question well, is, is, hey, that's just it. McIntosh won't play them either. But but my question my question is this: If I can't get them from the middle school, where I'm gonna get them from? Right. If I don't get them from the other middle schools to the to feel a whole team, to feel a whole team at Federico, where are you gonna get kids from? Mm-hmm. Seriously, what where are you gonna where are you gonna get these kids from? I mean, a lot of these kids like are golf players and tennis players, just to be honest with you. And they really don't have to fight hard to to, to do anything in school as far as and they ain't looking you know, they ain't looking too much for money because they're probably going to go Ivy League or something like that anyway. So where are you going to get some tough kids to come in and <laughs> really play? I'm talking about and compete for something. I right. mean, they do it They do it at every private school I know. Every private school I know, they get they get players. I mean, right. everyone I ever know. So, I mean, that, it makes no sense. Right. If they pay me enough, I'll send them Camden Middle, St. Mary's Middle. I can send them some guys. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess Calvin, he he sent me a tweet with Coach. Yeah, uh, I I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that happened because they didn't have practice today. So uh, I'm guessing he was in, you know, the the area this week. But he put out a tweet saying he was in Texas. So that kind of contrary to what happened, so I don't know. Maybe he was here in the area today. I know uh, Coach Pruitt was here in the area today, the same right. DJ and a uh, big man, so maybe they had to counter that and get somebody down here to holler at big man before. And yep. and and Nate, you know, because it was the last time for any of them to get down to see Nate also because Nate, will be, he won't be in school tomorrow. He'll be doing the uh, the track meet stuff. So and they and right. I think they're and I think they're out of school. This their last week of school. So it okay. was their it was their time yeah. to go back and see him the second time. 
Right. Camden coach, uh, Coach Coffee tweeted out that Coach Schumann was down at Camden today. Mm-hmm. By. And that's just it. They, they, you know, they're not just hitting, you know, some schools. It's like they're, they're it's like they're going everywhere, dude. I mean, it's like yeah. Jason came up with it, or one of the first ones anyway, if not the first. You know, Coach Smart isn't going to be out. Where I think you can apply that to the whole staff, Jason. Don't you think? <laughs> well, well, you don't have. Hey, we've been we've been yeah. saying this for the past few years. It all starts at the top. Well, right. I was just I was just about to say, ain't no way in the world I'm gonna be working my behind off and the rest of y'all ain't. That don't happen. Right. I mean, it, just, it, it all starts at the top. I, I think <laughs> I think you're gonna see if uh, if certain coaches aren't pulling their pulling their weight, then uh, I think you'll probably see them hit the road a lot quicker too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you catch my drift. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm just saying, it, it starts at the top, man. You can't. You know, if the head coach is working 18 hours, you better be working 18 and a half. Shoot, yeah, yeah. Or 24. <laughs> no time to sleep, man. Uh, you there 15 minutes before him and stay until 15 minutes after he leaves. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a good time. All right, y'all tell me this. Jason, I'll go to you first. I got a, a bet with my other radio co-host on George's record this year. He said that there he he said he looked at their at Georgia's schedule and said eight and four or nine and three at best. And I said I I at think ten and two at best at least. At least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he said it he said at best? Ooh. At best. And what was his three what was his three or four games? Which what he what said, was he say? So the best no, place to me, I can kind of give you. I can kind of give you. I mean, obviously Florida. There's past history there where it doesn't have worked out for Georgia. There's Tennessee should should be a very good team this year. Okay, I can kind of give you those two. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But he said there is no way. No, that's his exact word. No way that Georgia can go into Oxford, Mississippi, and, and win that game. Hmm. I mean, you got to look at it this way. You got Nickel State, Missouri, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, Kentucky. That's five. Lafayette, six. I mean, that's six wins right there. Really. Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech should easily be seven. I mean, so, I mean, you got seven wins right there. So, I mean, you're talking, you're talking if they go eight and four, you're talking about they win. One of the last remaining games, uh, that's kind of hard to look at. That's kind of hard to believe. And I, in fact, I'd say nine and three at worst if it's a bad season. And right. I'm going probably closer to ten and two with like take Kentucky, take Tennessee, Ole Miss, and Florida, and North Carolina, and just say two out of those four. Right. That's and what I, I would think. And I even think I'll be completely. Honest, I think they could be favored in every game, according to Vegas. I don't think we'll be favored at Tennessee. Even at home? Tennessee? Nah, mm-hmm. I don't think so. I bet it'd probably be close. I don't know. We might come close. I mean, but, I'm thinking yeah. man, it ain't gonna be. I'm thinking one point, you know, something like that, maybe. But. Yeah, it might be close. 
But but tell me this: what what is Tennessee? What is Tennessee first three three games look like? Who they play? Well, they play. Are they playing Alabama before they? No, Ole Miss is playing Alabama before us. Yeah, Ole Miss has Ole Miss has a nasty schedule before us. Well, Tennessee Tennessee has Appalachian State, Virginia, Ohio, and then Florida right before us. See, see that 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 could be. That that could be that's two tough games. Florida's gonna beat them up some. They're gonna well, beat them up a little. Got a, they, Tennessee's got a nasty schedule. They got uh, September twenty fourth, Florida uh, at Neyland Stadium in Tennessee. October first at Georgia. October eighth at Texas A and M. October fifteenth against Alabama at home. Yeah. Mm. And then Ole Miss before us. They have. Florida State in Orlando, then Wofford, then Alabama in Oxford, and then us. Oh, they're gonna be beat up because Florida State's gonna beat them up some too. Oh, they gonna they they got a, oh they going through a gauntlet, man. Florida State and Alabama, then Georgia. Right. And they I mean, play Florida got... State on a Monday, so they play Florida State, then Wofford five days afterwards, then Alabama, then us. Hmm. I just uh, I don't know. That, I mean. I know I mean, it could happen, but I just think they've got a really good chance to go at least ten and two this year. I really do. At least. You say Mississippi face Davin Cook? Let me tell you uh, I'm gonna tell y'all something too now. Dalvin Cook could be uh, Fournette is a bad boy, uh uh Chubbs and, 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 and Tony bad guys and, and Dylan. But don't forget about Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. Hey, we about to uh, we about to find out how good old Mrs. Defense is. <laughs> real quick, right. like because you got right. the first week, then mm-hmm. you got Alabama the third with uh, what's his name, old Dick Scarborough, Bo Scarborough, and then Chubb Chub the fourth week. <laughs> yeah. And yes, well, I, I did asking, say that. I was asking him if if he realized that Laramie Tunsil, Laquan Treadwell, and Robert Kimbichi were weren't coming back this year. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I don't know what, I, I don't know. I know they've recruited well, but, you know, look. I, I say this, I say this, uh, the the first game, North Carolina, you'll be able to see a lot. You And and, and what I mean by that is defensively, because North Carolina is going to put a good offense on the field. I mean the, the 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 backup quarterback played a whole lot last year. Well, I think his name starts with a T R U Z V I, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> carry, carry the carry the carry the room. yeah yeah. And he and he got some he got some good uh he got some good receivers. They they did some dumb stuff with not running that big back that they had on some plays that they should have won a whole bunch of different games and they didn't. So offensively, yeah, offensively, yeah. And offensive, they're gonna be tough. They're gonna be tough. So mm-hmm. it'll be a true test for Georgia defense. And I think the key is who plays quarterback the first game, and do do they finish the first game at quarterback? Mm-hmm. Do they finish the whole half, or you, you see what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. gonna be the key. Uh, just a steady. Because you're gonna have this this time. I'm, I'm telling you, you're gonna have to score against North Carolina. I'm sorry, Georgia defense is is not proven yet. 
You got a mm-hmm. few veterans out there, but you got a whole, I think all, almost all the linebackers are new. You know what I'm saying? Kind of. I mean, all the linebackers. So you you going to have to play some ball. And if they can hold up defensively and give up maybe 21 and not 31 and it's a shootout, but you're going to have to score some points. And you and you gonna you probably be able to run it on North Carolina because I think they've been they got gouged last year with the run. Yeah, they. I think they, and they I mean, I, they Fedora's a, a very good offensive coach, but I mean they they did lose quite a bit last year from their offense. They're going. Uh, they're supposed to have a pretty good secondary. A couple of couple of seniors returning, but uh, I think they're thin on the defensive line and and pretty thin on linebackers. So. That's what I'm saying. They got gouged. They got gouged a lot, and so you may be able to just gouge them with the run. But I'm I'm hoping that it it becomes a, a way with where like I, I put you know a manager you got a manager is a guy that just you know hopes that he don't have to take over the game. A leader is a guy that goes out there and just takes over. I'm looking for a leader, right? You know, out of that position, you're looking for somebody to say. Look, we gonna okay. They score. We going back down, and we gonna score, and we gonna score even if they don't go down and score. It's not the mindset of we have to take a chance because we're even or we're behind. No, we taking the chance because we're trying to win, and we're trying to win convincingly. Now, your leader, your hope, your leader that's at the top, he has that mindset. Curb, no, no doubt. Curb has that mindset that he's gonna kill. So. Whoever's going to be at that position has to have the same mindset, or they won't finish. They won't finish, and and, and I think that's a very important, a very important one for them to analyze and 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 see, because after that game, then you will know what they're going to be. If they're going to be ten and two, or they're going to be eight and you know eight and four, or whatever. Because I, I think from that point on, because it's a legitimate first game, it's no doubt. I mean, it's it's in a neutral so-called neutral, you know, stadium, but I'm thinking after that, dude, and the sky's the limit, really. Mm-hmm. From that point on, I think the sky's the limit. It's just seeing well, and, and – go ahead. No, I was just going to say, Georgia's got to get over the the Georgia Dome. Uh, they haven't played very well, in the, or the results well, haven't been very, very good. Say, hell, right now, I'll be happy if we show up. Right, right. That, that's an improvement to me right there. Boise and LSU that year, and and the I mean, I understand. You know, you ain't gonna win all of them, but if we show up to the big games this year, I'll I'll be happy. Well, I, right. I just know that I just know that my boy may not get the job, but my boy has played well in the Georgia Dome each time he played in the Georgia Dome. <laughs> so it's just, it's not a too big of a stage for him. I'm just saying, I don't know. You know, he got some. He got a whole lot of stuff going on because he's a young man at 20-some years old and it's all kind of stuff out there. But I'm just saying, I mean, I think I think uh, he's close enough to where if he wants it, which you don't, you never know with these kids, you know yeah. what I'm saying, after, after going through some of the stuff that they go through at school and in life, you don't know if they want it or not, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, if you go with Grayson, I, I just don't. I just don't see going with Grayson the full year. With with, I don't care who was the backup. I don't. I don't think going with Grayson the full. If you go with Grayson the full year, I see eight and four maybe. Yeah. Because he's not going to be able to win win you a game. Lord, 
I, I don't. I, I'm just that guy that I want my quarterback to be able to win me a game. I'm right. sorry. I mean, I could be wrong. You know, I know I got five running backs that can run it down his throat, but at some point, I want to be able to run it and throw it and run it and throw. It. Well, you don't know what I'm gonna be able, what I'm doing. I'm right. running it and throwing it so much as every other play, and now you're totally confused and you know you're out of the game because I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just. Yeah. So speaking of Bryce, he was back down in this area last weekend, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, I think I think that was yeah. him. My uh, <laughs> my son's girlfriend's dad was uh playing. I think ended up seeing him or playing golf with him or something. Somebody knew oh, him. Peter. Yeah, over at the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we so, hung out. At, we hung out afterwards. We'll see, man. I don't know. I don't know. I. I know one thing. I'm telling you, dude. Dude, if dude, if dude can learn all the, all the offense, and I'm talking about East and night, if he can learn all the offense, uh, you know, he can he can make the throws. I'm telling you, I I've seen it. I mean, I I I don't want him to be in there right now. I really don't because if something go wrong and that offensive line ain't what they. You know, and they hadn't been tested. That's another thing. That's another thing. And with the offensive line hadn't been tested and playing together, man, if you put Grayson back there, dude, that dude is going to tap dance and tap dance. And my guy might do the same thing. I don't know. But I'm just saying, I don't want them to ruin that young dude, though. That, yeah. Man, I, don't, I don't want him well, tapping from the heard, beginning. I mean, not that, not that he – I mean, Fran's always been known to – like to hear himself talk a little bit, but according to him, he he thinks Ethan should be the starter. Who said that? Fran. Fran, Fran Tarkenton, yeah. Oh, yeah, Fran, Fran off the channel. I love Fran, though. Fran going to say what he want to say. Fran are great. When you're when you one of the greatest, you can say whatever. <laughs> Charles, Charles Barkley is a proven fact that he just say any guy, though, I'm saying. I just might, so. <laughs> I mean, when you one of the greatest, and, and Fran – and they do need to watch Fran. I, I saw that interview. They do need to watch Fran was the first guy. I'm telling you, when I was a little boy, I have yeah. never I I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but I used to pull for the for the uh for Minnesota because this dude was running backwards thirty seven yards, running across the field, running back across the field, and then throwing a touchdown. I couldn't believe the little short guy was little short white guy at that was doing that. <laughs> No, I'm serious. He was he yeah. was the greatest scrambling quarterback I've ever seen because yeah. he was really scrambling for his life. He was running around for his life on every other play and flinging and took those guys to the Super and Bowl. And led them to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Him and Chuck Foreman, number yeah. 44. I'm having yeah. flashbacks, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah he, he has the right to say that kind of stuff. Some of these other dudes that uh, I, I – I, some of these other guys don't have the right to say too many of anything, you know. But yeah. but they do. Just like me. I ain't got the right to say nothing, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's wrap it up for tonight. All right. Appreciate Hello. it, Calvin. Uh, Jason Harry Dog, of course. And, of course, our guest tonight being Jake Roos from UGASports.com. Give him a follow at Roos Recruiting, R-E-U-S-E, Recruiting. Um Hit us up at Field Street Forum on Twitter, Facebook, and, of course, FieldStreetForum.com, Field ST Forum. And give me a follow at The Real Dre 
on all social media. You got my Snapchat. I I think it's I am the real Drew on that one because some jackass took my name. But um, anyway, Calvin, you're all right, brother. X I X N Y N E. Yes, sir. And uh, till next week, go dogs. See you. Oh. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.